We are Easter people. Easter people rise. Easter people have signs of resurrection. Confirming the faith is one of those signs. It happened today, 2,000 years after the first Easter. We read about that first Easter morning and the first Easter evening in the 20th chapter of John's Gospel. I invite you to stand as you're able for the reading and the hearing and the blessing of God's holy word. The Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. John. Listen for the word of the Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told Thomas, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said again, peace. Be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here in my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, bless his heart. Bless his heart. Thomas has been labeled for 2,000 years by the church. We've pointed fingers at him and poked holes in his name and tacked on that, that terrible title. He's not Thomas, he's who? Doubting Thomas. Oh, bless his heart. Was he really all that doubtful? Why can't we redeem Thomas on a day when it's the first Easter, the evening of the first Easter, the whole day began in darkness. It began in fear, with trembling, with an earthquake. We said last week there's some things that we need to leave in Good Friday. We need to leave in, in the tomb because Jesus is rising. We're rising with Him. And here we are in the evening, and it's about to be dark. Jesus will not allow His disciples to be behind locked doors and left in the darkness. Thomas wasn't there. Doubting Thomas. Can you imagine showing off the family photo album? You know, like, this is Sarah. She married a nice boy from Bethphage. He has, you know, the family has the corner store down there. And, and here's David. He's a sheep shearer in town in Jerusalem. And there's John, you know, not that one or that one either. The one that belongs to Mary, but not that Mary. Yeah, this is John, right? 
And there's, there's Tara. That's Thomas's twin. And you know Thomas. He's a doubter. Right? Where was Thomas when Jesus showed up? Why wasn't he there? We preachers love to tell Easter people that, you know, if you miss church one time, you might be miss Jesus. So your homework assignment, compromands is to make sure that you're here every Sunday so you don't miss Jesus when He comes back, right? That's how it's going to work? I don't know. I like to think He went out for some pita and falafel, maybe a little hummus, took a stroll. I think it took a lot of courage. If we're confirming faith today, one of the things we need to confirm is it takes courage to show up. It takes courage to step out. I think a way to redeem Thomas's faith and to help confirm our own, he wasn't staying behind locked doors. It was Easter. He refused to be entombed in the upper room. It's Easter. He refused to be locked down for fear of the religious establishment, for fear of, of Rome and its military might pursuing. They were all coming after the disciples, by the way. So with great courage, Thomas stepped out. And he missed Jesus, who showed up, defied the law of physics. What does that mean? I think it signals a lot that when we gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ, Confirmand, you're about to become an official part of, of this church family. Through your baptism and through your confirmation of that baptism, you're members of the family of God, but it's in the local church where we're surrounded by a community of faith and we, we will not let you go. We will not allow you to sit in your doubt and with your questions alone. We are confirming that about ourselves today. That's been a pattern that has formed all throughout Scripture. God would not leave Adam and Eve alone in their, in their nakedness, no matter their sin. God would not remain socially distanced from the Hebrew people when they cried out, and there was no Pharaoh strong enough to prevent God from being with God's people. No sea wide enough that, that a stuttering leader couldn't hold up a staff in those seas part. David's story was never so complicated that it couldn't be redeemed by a God who would not give up on a man after his own heart. And let me just assure you, Easter people today, that there was no stone that was so big and so large that it would ever prevent Jesus Christ from coming out into the world and out into the darkness and saying, there's a new day, a new way. Death is not final. Doubt does not remain. I think it signals to us that God refuses to leave us in the worst part of ourselves and in our human conditions. That's good news that we need to confirm today for one another and with one another. Thomas missed the first round, but Jesus came back for round two. I think it's part of Jesus's no sheep left behind policy. I'm pretty sure that's, that's how it worked in the first century. So he returned... Thomas to the fold. He met him where he was. He gave him the convincing proofs that neither death nor doubt win the day. They're temporary. They don't last. 
And I think we confirm that by believing that when one is lost, we're all lost. That when one suffers, we all suffer. That when one of us needs support, we all pitch in. When one cries, we all cry. When one rejoices, we, we all rejoice. Jesus comes back to meet us where we are. Where do we find the signs that we are resurrecting people, that we are rising to new life? I think we look to where our, our Jewish brothers and sisters have told us all along. We look in the community of faith, those who surround us and will not let us go. They've become part of our story. We've become part of their story. And we figure this thing out one step at a time together. We, we look for places uh, around a table where we break bread together. I don't know if you've been to our Wednesday night suppers, but it is a holy, holy, holy space. It's loud and it's messy sometimes, but it is a holy mess. And it's delicious. In the breaking of bread and the sharing of a meal, we find the presence of Christ that we're not ever alone. We look for wherever hope overcomes fear. We look in, in the small places for God's faithfulness. We look to laughter and love and to music and to art and to voices of children and, and a unison voice of 19, 19 young people who profess the faith. Trinitarian faith. I believe in God the Father. It wasn't even a holy murmur or mumbling. It was, it was clear. I heard it. I believe in God the Father Almighty. I heard your voice. I saw your courage. It takes courage to gather together in one space. That's the first Easter story. It takes courage to gather together in one space despite the fears and the, despite the doubts that we have. And there will be fears and doubts. Frederick Beekner said that, I love this quote, doubts are the ants in the pants of faith. They keep us awake and moving. <laughs> Don't you love that? Confirmands, you will have doubts along your journey. You have written a creed and you profess a creed every single week. No, none of us here fully understand it. It's a mystery of faith. We just profess it over and over and over again. The parts that I don't understand, somebody around me does understand. And the parts that they don't understand, maybe I understand. And through the community of faith, we just keep moving forward, confirming hope and joy for one another. Even in the darkness, our doubts can uh, confirm our faith, but I think our faith strengthens when we remain engaged with those who are willing to struggle and who will love us back to our authentic selves because that's what Jesus came to do. Thomas missed it on round one, but God came back in that dark time of need to say, Thomas, peace. Peace be with you. What Jesus did for the disciples on that first Easter was breathtaking. It was breath-giving, really. You heard it. He breathed on them. That's the Holy Spirit kind of Pentecost moment. He breathed new life on them, uh, even in the absence of, of, of Thomas. But he came back because uh, the mission relies, the mission of Christ relies on every single person pulling in the same direction. And whenever every single person is not pulling in the same direction, Jesus just keeps coming back and filling in the gaps and breathing and breathing and breathing, saying, keep moving, keep going. Don't let go of one another. But the thing I love most about this text that I have read hundreds and hundreds of times on Easter and throughout the, the calendar year 
Hundreds of times we've read about Thomas and his hands and it's just, it's so empirical and I just love that about his inquisition and he's a questioner and he just asks hard questions and he's willing to do hard things, which we do. We confirm that today. Jesus comes back and he had every reason to be boastful, didn't he? I have overcome the tomb, the grave. <laughs> do you know what he did? In that strength, he, he showed weakness, didn't he? vulnerability. For some reason, we're made to, to believe that we, we need to hide or cover up our wounds. But Jesus came and said, Thomas, he said to the disciples, guys, I know what it feels like to hurt. And I will not leave you alone in your wounds. I think he was teaching the disciples a new way to do some missional ministry, really, through vulnerability. We don't like that word. Guys, especially us, we don't like that word. Vulnerability. But here the King of kings and the Lord of lords is saying, I hurt. This hurt. I have sore tissue. Tender spots from hurting. As Jason said, it's, what do we do when it's hard to believe what we th think cannot be true? Can you believe that Jesus Christ comes into our story and says, it's okay to hurt. It's okay to doubt. Do it together. Confirm that. Confirm that truth together. We need to confirm that today as well. Confirming our faith, I think it can begin by knowing, by knowing our wounds, by knowing the places that need to be healed. If there's a message from Easter that, that surfaces, I think it's that no wound in the body of Christ is ever left unattended. We need to confirm that. We need to confirm that about our faith, that together we're not going to allow one another to harm one another. We're not going to allow someone who's hurting to hurt alone. So I think one of the evening messages of Easter says from Jesus, I know you're hurting. I've hurt too, but let's breathe together. Let's heal. And let's change the world. There's too much at stake. There's people to feed. There's people who need water. There's people who need to hear a word of kindness. There's, there's dead places in our community that need to be raised to new life. One of the first things our confirmands will do this summer is take a surprise mystery trip and some mission opportunities. You know why? They've just professed Trinitarian theology, and then they're going to show us how to do it, to raise, to raise things to new life. I think we're always sharing our faith, whether we intend to or not. It comes in many forms, confession, profession, comes through our doubts, which over time become faith. So there's one thing that I would leave with us all today on this second Sunday of Easter, is that on the days that we doubt together, the days that we fear together, the days that we struggle together, we keep confirming faith for one another together. And if you can't confirm your own faith, that's what the church is here for. It's in our weakness we are made strong through the body of Christ. 
we don't have enough energy to sing, guess what? Somebody will sing for you. We run out of words to pray. Church will pray for you. If you don't have any energy to pick yourself up off the floor, I'll sit right there with you. So will church. It's what we do together. Easter people, raise your voices. Raise them to the truth that confirming our faith and believing, it's a team sport. Ha, how about that? We tell our students of whom the confirmation class are part, we tell them, you work hard at athletics. You work hard at, at music and in, at your scholarship. You work hard and you get an education. You be a teacher, a lawyer, a doctor. Be all these things and do what I want you to hear today, what I want to confirm for you today. Be great theologians. You are ministers. You have a stole on to prove it. <laughs> Wrestle and ask great questions. I'm asking you, confirmands, to lead us to lead the church to do the hard part, the hard work of being Christian and pursuing resurrection moments. Christ has breathed life into you today, and because of you, Christ is breathing life into us. Amen, church? We're so proud of you. Whatever your doubts, your struggles, your fears, whatever it is that binds you and locks you, there's no distance that Jesus won't travel. There's no, there's no way that God or this church has ever given up on you. We love you. To the glory of God. Amen.